actually a lot of people they join and they just say that I don't know that I can create art just like that from words and it's so easy so these are the things that it really motivates me to share and to to continue to share what I know because it really make people like they really feel content and happy that they can actually create something like that it's just like how I feel when I first you know started to create AI art Hi everybody, welcome back to Ship It and Sip It. Zhang, I'm so happy to have you here on the show to talk all about uh, generative AI and much more. Much more. Um, you describe yourself on your LinkedIn bio as an AI art alchemist and a content creator and a mother and a founder. There's a lot going on, but I wanted to focus a little bit on the 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 mother part, because, you know, I follow a lot of indie hackers and things, and I go to these Twitter spaces with a lot of these people, and it's like 98% guys talking about their side hustle, they're living in Bali, and, you know, that's really cool, but I feel like we have a chance to um, sort of give a different type of person, a different type of founder, a voice on the show today. And I'm very grateful to have you uh, be one of them. So let's dive into generative AI. And this is probably could be a really long answer, but what's new this week that you're excited about? Hey, thank you, John, for having me. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I will say that for this week, I, um, right now we have um, the latest one is from the Tencent. So they have, you know, like those days, like uh, on end of uh, 2020, uh, 2022. So basically people, they have something called uh, the Lensa AI, where they actually is an app and then they make a lot of money in a short time because like, people just snap their photo and then upload like maybe 20 to 50 and then they can train an avatar of you and then people just gone crazy over the social media. So fast forward to today, I can do it by just upload one photo of myself and then I can come up with different kind of uh, avatar. So with my prompt, like I can write myself in a futuristic neon punk, like, uh, or maybe I can write my, I can write a prompt like a, I'm an ancient prince, princess in uh, maybe uh, olden day of China or in Japan, you know. So this is a, the I will say that is really a game changing thing, and at the same time, it actually kind of kills a lot of AI, AI art, uh, AI avatar generator. So, to me, I will say that like though, what we see right now and what we see like maybe early, uh, like last year, let's just compare year to year. So a lot of uh, AI art or even AI tools. Let's focus on AI art, like a lot of tools. Actually, those days, like, you know, people will pay for it. But one year later, it's kind of like everybody can do it. Like right now, even like Scenario.com, it's also one of my favorite AI tools. So they're actually able to, I can train my own models. And I can, not only I can train my own models, I can generate consistent character. So basically, like there are some apps that they are selling, like, hey, you pay, and then we can generate AI and influencer for you. So right now, I don't have to do that. I can do it by myself with this platform, Scenario.com. So they are actually very creative. Like, there are people even upload their pets, lizard, 
and then they just create bunch of avatar lizard avatar so this is also kind of kill another apps which is like pet avatar app so the ai space moves so fast so like people say that if you want to make the ai money in in terms of like creating an app so basically nothing i would not say that i think the shelf life is quite short because people are so creative the, the technology is improving so much so this is one thing i'm really really excited about because right now basically everyone can create with ai like even for like prom maker like when ai art started you know like i myself because i'm a self-taught uh, in this ai artist thing so those days and when we work for like want to look for inspiration for ai art prom and all those things so there are some websites that actually they call it like AI prompt maker or generator. So I always go to this kind of site to get inspiration and learn how to construct a prompt. So I always dream of, hey, I really, really hope that one day I can build my own prompt maker. Like I can do it by myself. And fast forward today, I just made it. I made not only one, but a lot of them, like different kind of style. So with just a no code and AI tools, so I built some some bot on on the pole, and then I built some bot on Z, with Zapier. So it is a a fun thing because AI enable people like me who can't code, and then I able to create like AI art prompt maker chatbot, and also I'm really really excited about this. So I'm really so happy about this. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into all of that. So. In today's show, I want to talk about uh, five things. First of all, how, how you got into generative AI and sort of what your first impressions were of these tools. Second, uh, curating, because your newsletter and your directory website, uh, you curate these tools for us and you find new ones all the time. Um, but there are so many, so I'm curious about how that looks like. Uh, third, practical use cases for founders and people like yourself or people who aren't so experienced in it. Say they're just making a new product, they have a website, maybe they want to use generative AI for some branding assets, for some images, for blog posts, things like that. Um, how, can, how can they use it practically? And along with that, the fourth thing, how can they be more efficient? Because I Personally, it's easy to spend a lot of time in these tools just making pretty stuff or ugly stuff or just making stuff, right? Uh, so we don't want to waste a lot of time doing it. And the last thing, uh, the future and what you have in your prediction and your magic eight ball for the future of generative AI. So uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, what were some of your emotions, thoughts, feelings when you got into generative AI? What were some of the early tools that you used? And how did you decide, I guess, that this was like so amazing that you want to focus so much energy and time and make it basically your brand on, on Twitter? Okay. So I, I started to find out about, about the, the AI art is when I saw people posting about AI art using Night Cafe Studio. So that's the very first AI art generator I use. At the moment, I don't know what it, what it was. So I just saw people share it on Twitter and then I just registered it. So they kind of like reward people 
if you if you uh, post it on Twitter, then they will reward you with credit, and then and you know like it's a good thing. So at the moment, I just started to share it. So those days, I would say that you know it is very very clueless, especially people like me that I I don't go to I don't have the art school background. So basically, just learn from that. Basically, all the prompt, just like what I what I what I have in my mind. And those days, the AI is not really like follow what your prompt is. So basically, a lot of time is just try and error. And eventually, I I I get hold into it by actually、uh, watching how other people prompt and also work on view because just find a lot of like descriptive words and then have a set of formula and then. Just see how other people do, and also a lot of like、uh, images and also art style. That's how I start to pick up a lot of artistic words. I will say that it's very very good thing because I learn about a lot of different art style and also artists. So it's actually help me in prompting and also get what I want in the images. So at first, it's not really a fun thing to do because I post and then there's a lot of hater comments. I still remember clearly, like people write to me. There are a lot of people DM and scold me. So there are even somebody said that you 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 cheated. You like, oh, you should not even exist in this world. And somebody even wrote to me that you are actually in a mid journey to hell, and you should not exist. You know, people don't want this. So this is like a beginning of、uh, of the whole thing. They around like around September twenty twenty two. And、uh, not much people are doing the AI thing, so eventually people are saying that they will shut down because a lot of people are actually protest. So eventually, this is kind of like a Pandora box that already been open. Nobody will ever able to shut down. Say, hey, I don't want AI. No, it's impossible because right now what we are seeing is like wow, it's crazy. So right now it's like a lot. Not only AI art, like AI video, AI music, it's like. Is a lot, and the improvement is so massive. That's really surprising that people were so negative about it. Was it? What What do you think the reasons were? Were they just trolling you for no reason? Okay, some is because they are maybe I think maybe they are artists. Basically, last time when I saw when I see this kind of thing, I I really feel hurt, but I just ignore them. I didn't reply because it just waste of energy. There's even a Substack writer. Even wrote to me in a very very bad way. He actually wrote on the Substack notes, so we exchanged few notes over there. That he wrote a very very nasty thing. I eventually block him and report him to the Substack. So he just he just said that his 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 job is to hate all everything about AI. <laughs> so I、okay. I think they are actually maybe it could be artists or or or, or maybe they work in the relative field that they feel like all those things are actually being. You know, like impact them, so that's why they don't like it, and maybe they think, yeah, yeah, and then because they think that all these are actually kind of a beef work. So basically, you would say that because the how they do is they they train everything online. Even even Facebook, they launch the AI art generator, and they train everything on from Facebook, right? Be it you like it or not, they train everything. So wouldn't say that it's a tip work, but it's actually like it also depends on the how we write the prompt. And some AI art generator they already pre-prompt it, even though we didn't write the artist name, 
let's say you write some cyber let's say you write some cyberpunk style or maybe uh, uh, any style that they have so they actually or maybe digital art so they actually pre-prompt the whole thing by including artist name and everything because they want to make it easy for people to use so how people will actually user or maybe new like beginner they use is they just type something short something easy but the result come out is impressive so that's how they hook mm -hmm. the, the tools and that's how they pay the money to the company and that's how the company like some AI are generated uh, some AI are generated why they're so successful like Leonardo they have 1 million members in Discord because all their fine-tuned model is so nice that you even you just type one word I have tried like I just type like some CV go like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the result came out like wow, it's crazy. Like people right. asking, hey, what is your prompt? So I just tell them, hey, the prompt, <laughs> and people get shocked. So that's why that a lot of uh, company they actually pre-prompt the whole thing and fine-tune the whole thing. So it's no more about if I write an artist name, I'm a team. No, it, even be it you like you write it or not, some of them is already yeah, included yeah. in it. Yeah, so. So right now, I would, okay. say, I would say that by learning a different artist's name is actually kind of a good thing because we are exposed to a different art style. It is education for, for new generation. Okay, that's interesting. I wanted to get into the whole training and copywriting topic a little bit later, but when you started, you know, I guess generating this art, uh, what kind of potential did you see as a founder or an online creator besides just you know making creative images uh, were there sort of business cases that immediately came to your head okay um at first when i just started to share it, so i noticed like those uh the twitter posts with images actually get more engagement and then slowly i have some uh, a friend that into email newsletter business so she actually asked me to um, create some kind of uh, because she said that her client actually um, wants AI art to be included in their newsletter and then the client is actually in a mastermind group that they are selling some kind of mastermind group so she asked me how to do it so actually I come up with few images and then she sent it to the client and then the client is very happy say hey this is exactly what I want so that's how I noticed that hey actually I can use my skill to actually like custom image it, it, depending on what kind of thing as long as you tell me a topic and then what kind of uh, 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 target audience and then I can curate this kind of images so I worked with few clients before like as freelance you know like one-time payment kind of thing so if they have some kind of thing then they can do it and then um, recently because of the you know able to create consistent characters so they are actually book writers that they actually start to ask you know like how can we do it because in, in for them to create a book and then especially for children's book they need a lot of visuals so basically to hire an artist to do this visuals is actually very costly so at this point we will not say that hey ai actually killed the artist's work no because i think every business also want to minimize their cost so for i don't blame anyone want to blame want to cut their cost with the with the with, with the right way i'm not saying that they they rip off people or anything so i will say that right now with the 
with the character consistency that AI gener able to generate this kind of thing. So I would say that a lot of uh, maybe comic book writer and then book writer, children, especially children's book writer, they will really look into this. You were working on a project called FemStack and you were part of the um, NanoGrit challenge last spring. And uh, I didn't get to talk to you then, but here we are today. And I wanted to ask about um, FemStack and the inspiration for the idea and sort of where you're at with it now. Are you still working on it? Is it kind of on hold? I don't see you talk about it that much anymore. I, I still work on it, but I just didn't like share much on Twitter because I'm actually changing uh, like the price point and also right now I will I, I have because those days I started like with a monthly payment thing so right now I have a few different price point so I have like if I when I curate a collections like Christmas collections and also um, like right now the new one will be a spring and also Easter collections so I will sell by collection so means that you just pay one amount a lower amount and then you get the whole collections of course I still keep the monthly because I, I still I still have two customers who are on my monthly plan so every month I'll send them the images but increase the images because right now I think price point wise even the big company they are doing us uh, the AI stock images as well and um, and also I created a, a one like a pay one time and then you get the whole year so it's a more cheaper price. So, but that one I have not launched it yet. Um, I just promote it on Instagram and also on Pinterest. And then I have my newsletter list and and who's on the fam stock list. So I actually just send to them and and also I actually approach a few agencies because I think that uh, people who need a lot of uh, images, they could be the part of the opportunity for me because. Yes, AIR is easy to make, but it takes time to reach the maybe the certain style that you want or maybe the certain kind of feel you want. So there are people who need a lot, a lot of uh, uh, images, but they don't have the time or maybe they don't have the resources to make it. So that's why I'm still continuing uh, this, this, this project, but I didn't share much on Twitter recently. Yes. So how I get okay yeah how I got the inspiration is the same. It's like there are a lot of people are selling this kind of uh, feminine style images, so they actually hire like you know all this real photographer to do it. So how I get inspiration is actually from them because I think hey um since AI art is new thing, and I'm able to make like a hyper realistic um e images. So I just say hey let let me just try it. Yeah. So it's actually about trying. <laughs> I don't have confidence yet when I started it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, very cool. And I'm glad to hear that it's still going and it's still growing a little bit and uh, you're doing great with it. Let's talk a little bit about Picasso, which is your newsletter. Am I saying that right? Is it <laughs> Pic AI? So, okay. <laughs> Pic Picasso is your newsletter and it's also going to be the name of your directory as far as I know. So um, tell me about your curation process. Um, how do you how do you try so many new tools, and how do you decide which ones you want to share with your audience? Okay, so I make it very clear that like, if I share with my audience, I make sure it is not 
it is not in a private beta means that when they click to the landing page they'll be able to create an AI art like immediately or check or, or they can experience with the tools so if it's some some of the tools that actually give me like early access or beta access when it comes to this kind of tools I will actually uh, make a video to record the whole thing to show like, hey this is something excited and it's new that I'm working with and I have access with so we will share it soon you know so for how I get to get so many tools, uh, I said I would say that at first I started to play with uh, different different tools. At first, not much. Like you have Mid Journey. At the very first tool is Dolly, and then they have like a Night Cafe. And when I use Night Cafe, they already have the Dolly Mid, and then with Mid Journey. So I didn't play much with Mid Journey because it is on Discord. <laughs> I really don't really like really into discord i just feel like you are yes. really hard me too Yay, i hate discord <laughs> <laughs> exactly so but right now it's like almost of the tools that they are on discord so it's kind of like you know like no choice but i still will use it but i would say that because it's on discord a lot of people actually hey when they have a chance like when the dolly 3 came out so a lot of people are saying hey i'm canceling my mid journey a subscription you know this kind of thing and i say that i would get i i get a lot of about tools and also i know a lot of ai founders basically it's on twitter and then um some of the tools are or maybe really new tools or something like i don't even know if sometimes the founders will actually approach me they will actually vm me or maybe uh, write email to me and ask me to try it out or maybe share it with my audience so basically that's how i got to know a lot of, a lot of tools so it's kind of like a like a, i would say it's a rabbit hole like i always talk to like few of my ai art creators friend like it's like a rabbit hole like once you get into a new tool so if the tool is so cool you it's like end up you spend time like you don't even know how much time you spend in that thing so I noticed that uh, so nowadays I just set a timer for myself or maybe I write it down whenever I use this tool I write down how much time I spend in it to prevent like you know like I totally you know everyone have 24 hours so how to squeeze out more how to squeeze out more time you know yeah, yeah. but it is a fun thing to do I would say that it's a very therapeutic uh, process especially if like sometimes I will try I try every day like locate at least 30 minutes of doing nothing I don't have any like a purpose or any any goal I just simply play with the tools or two tools just to see you know anything that flow to see what kind of thing that I can do with it so I think this part is important because I think it will keep the creativity juice going on and uh, not to hit the creative block because and also I have friends that ask me you know like actually with all those images you tell me like I like they say that they have seen a lot everybody is posting like now you can see a lot of different kind of images but what is a real use case like how people can use it for a like real purpose so I would say that mostly it's like a like like I write my newsletter basically I have two newsletters so all my images are actually AI generated even Substack in the Substack itself you can generate AI images right in the Substack they have such thing and you can also generate logo inside the Substack as well it's one of their features so I would say that if it comes to really real life work like the thing that you want to work on is that you can use is 
to generate logo, generate icon, generate like the website background, or maybe like the phone app background, or maybe the icons. Basically, I will say this icons and logo, and also the images for their social media and also blog post. And for like some of like all this like, maybe some people they will just create like creepy kind of like AI art or gore art. So this part, I think of some people they are actually selling it, you know, like, as an NFT. I don't know much about this part, but I think there yeah. is some hardcore fan that into this kind of thing. The other thing is very popular is porn, AI porn. So there are actually people. I will say that with bad intention, they actually hire people who make this kind of thing because I know few friends, so they share with me some of that creepy. Not to say creepy, they will say the weird thing like they will send their colleagues' photo to my friend, and then they say mm-hmm. that make this person naked, or maybe you Photoshop. Not not to say Photoshop because this is like like AI, right? Like you can just generate the face. And some the most creepiest I have heard is, you know the cartoon right, Frozen Elsa. So somebody actually want to ask my friend, they want to pay to turn Elsa into into a naked lady in a pornographic way. So I just feel like, oh my god! But these are the people that they really want to pay. They really really want to pay money, but. This is something that I can't bring myself to do it. I want to include one section for AI porn into the directory. The reason why is because I think people should know this kind of thing exists. It's super hyper realistic. They can even not only they can generate photo, you can generate AI porn video, and the quality you will I will say that it is good because I don't know how they train it. It's just like the quality is at the Those days when we are playing with the AI art, like the finger is so hard to do it, but they already nailed the finger. Like all of their characters have five fingers, and also I think it's important for people to know because the new generation, especially children, they are growing into different kind of thing. Like those days, they have to like you know like they kind of set porn as an unrealistic um, tar- like target or something like that. But right now it's so bad they need to compete with. AI, which is even unrealistic, it's no more like just Photoshop. It's totally crazy thing. So I would say that people should know. So in future, even like some people, they make deepfake. Like recently, I just try a new tool, the deepfake tool. The thing is so real, like you can't even tell like it's AI. So I would say that in future, even like I tell my children, like this is a time. When you see things, you don't believe in your eyes. When you hear things, you don't believe your ears. You need to hear yeah. different kind of senses to yeah. really just to to make a judge to make a decision whether this is real or not. So basically, anything online you see, because I will say that I don't hope for this kind of thing to happen to to my children or to anybody or to anyone's children. But I will say that this is a risk that our younger generation will see that people can just. Deepfake their face to do anything, or turn them into porn or something. So that's why I said that it's important for them to know, so that they know that hey, actually, this is not me, or maybe somebody around them that get into this kind of thing, they will know that okay, this is not a real thing, and they will know the reason why this is not a real thing because it's actually you know deepfake AI.
I want to go back to one part of what you said there and, and move on to more positive uses, I guess. Um, if someone wants, says, okay, I'm going to start a new newsletter and to support that newsletter, I need you know the cover image for each post to be generated with AI. I'm going to make um, a Twitter account for the newsletter. So I need a banner image, an icon image, and I want to use AI for that. And then say, I don't know, I want to make an Instagram for it as well. So I'm going to have Instagram posts for each uh, edition of my newsletter. Um, and when you think about setting up a brand like that and using almost all AI-generated images for all those different things, uh, I guess let's do some basics. Like, how do you um, make sure that you're using the right color palette across all the Like, that's one thing I've struggled with. Like, I want to make different AI images for different AI, different blogs or whatever, but you know, the colors are always slightly different or they don't match my brand idea. So let's start there. All your images have this lovely shade of pink or purple um, running through almost all of them, right? So so how do you do that? That's a basic thing. Okay, so right now AI cannot do exactly the hex code, you know, like the color code, exactly code that you want, like maybe for your brands or all of this. So basically what you can do is just prompt write the prompt in your in, in when you write and then I just add purple or magenta or something like that so that, to make sure there's purple but you can notice that not all the purple are in, a, in the same shape because there are a lot of different shades of yeah. purple and uh, I will say that if you want to create such a thing you can either you, you can first okay you can go to Canva Canva has the the is a Canva Pro plan. You can actually resize. So, and they also have a, a AI art generator inside Canva. So you can use it, and then when you generate one image, let's say the image is square, which is perfect for Instagram post, but you want to make it a banner, like you say, and then you can just resize it. Of course, when you resize, because from square, you will not go to like so big, right? The banner. So what you can do is you click the. What is that thing called in the in the Canva? It's called people call it zoom out. Means like, you know, like let's say the photo is a square photo, and then you can see all. You can just make it bigger, and then you can kind of like generate more things beside that image. So you still stick with oh, the same okay. image, but you see more background. That one is the I think my journey is calling zoom out. Even a lot of other generator agent. Uh, AI generators called Zoom in Canva. I forgot what is the name. I think I think it's view background if I'm not mistaken. So you can actually okay. make it into like a mobile size, or you can make it like a banner size. And like cool, you say, cool. because like um, you want the color to be consistent, so this is one of the way. And you can actually use a color pick to pick the color in your AI art, and then you can write text with it. So this way your text will be same color like pick one of the color from your image and then you can write your text over overlay the, the image so this way you'll be able to create like the almost consistent kind of thing and the other tool is called vista create it's not actually an ai tool but any photo you upload they have a function called photo text means let's say your photo like your image have a um, 
maybe like like okay like your background so you have like uh, red and uh, orange color with your shirt you know so i upload yeah. there and then i click photo text it's under text so you just click text and then you'll see photo text so it's actually a text and then with blend of your colors it will have exactly red the exact orange and exact color of your shirt on the text so i found this is very interesting because uh, i don't think other other brand other uh, design tool have it so this is one thing that you can actually make your your image consistent with the right uh, colors yeah so I would say that if very you, cool. you know, yeah, you can try Canva. I would say Canva is very easy to use and they able to change, resize a thing, and they have a cool AI features as well. It's like mm-hmm. let let's say you upload like uh uh, let's say a box of coffee or maybe the coffee that you bought, and then it has a text right. So you can actually select the AI function called Grab Text, and then you just change the name into John. So right now that coffee okay. is on, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the text thing was something I, I realized not long ago. I was trying to generate um, a UI example of a podcast player, like a mobile app for a podcast player. But every time I generated one, the text within it, like all the show titles and the descriptions, they were all just like, gibberish they were like not in english they were and i realized you know this is something that ai just can't do right now as far as i know it just can't uh, make make text in, in english make text um, um the best tool will be dolly 3 mm-hmm. the one on chat gpt and the one on the bing and the other one is ideogram ai they can write text mm-hmm. very very well and Mid Journey okay. as well, latest one B six. They can write text very well. So to to solve this problem, like you say, uh, let's say you generate something from the Dolly three, which is very nice, and then um, maybe the words maybe like instead of a coffee, they become like have three F. So what you can do is you upload this thing. This is something I tried that day as well because sometimes you know not all AI images are directly from what you prompt. A lot of artists even they actually photoshop it to to remove the unwanted things so you can actually upload the whole thing to the canva like i said and then you click the grab text and then you edit the text like you said the one that's nice. not english or something so it will still look the same yeah. still look the same it's just that you can help to edit the text yeah you try that that one is very good. cool awesome all right that's a great tip um, I guess the last example that I saw that was pretty interesting, there was this guy, he writes um, newsletters and things, mostly on LinkedIn. He had, um, I think it was a conference or something he was going to. And in the lead up to this conference, he wanted to do some promotional posts about it. Um, so he created this like cartoon avatar of himself. Uh, he's also a bald writer, so it fit. Uh, and he every every um, topic that he wrote about on LinkedIn, he would make a new scenario for this character that sort of matched him, but it was a cartoon version of him. But he was always wearing like a red striped shirt, and he was just in different situations. 
So I was trying to sort of recreate that idea. Um, do you have any advice there in terms of um, making an avatar or a single character with generative AI throughout a series of posts or images um, that looks more or less the same, but is in different situations? So um, do you just uh, have to create a very detailed part of the prompt that's about the the character and then everything else gets changed what advice do you have there i will say that if you want because some those ai art even though you write the same prompt every time it will give you a different kind of images a slightly different thing so if you look for like really really the same thing like you say that the the person is the, the character is always wearing a shame shirt so that one is like it could be he actually generated the thing and then he kind of like grabbed himself and put on a different background or he used AI to change the background. So this thing can be easily done in Canva as well. You can actually choose the AI, um, you upload your photo, just one, the, the one that you say the avatar, maybe you generate something and then the avatar is in the, in the coffee house. So the background is coffee house. So and then you upload it on the Canva and then you try to use a magic graphic Magic Grab is an AI tool as well to grab anything on the image. So basically, you grab like maybe your avatar, and then you can generate new uh, background, or maybe you can upload any background that you generated from maybe Mid Journey or Leonardo, and then you can just upload it, and then you you put this uh, you you can use the grab the Magic Grab to put your avatar on that new background. So basically. You are seeing yourself with the same avatar, but you are in a different background. This is one of the way. And right now, like I say, like you can even train um, the the character. So basically, you upload one avatar. You can change your clothes every time. Right now, you can do it uh, with scenario, uh, and also you can do it with. I think you can do okay. So right now, I would say start. Uh, um, Scenario is the easiest one to do. You can train the character on that, and then you can change your clothes. And you can also do it in Night Cafe Studio. So I would say all this mm. need time, but I would say that the fastest and easiest way, like you say, is you generate one avatar. Don't mind about the clothes. Okay, if you, even though you want to change your clothes, you can use a generative field. You kind of erase the clothes, and then you just write prompt like wearing a Hawaiian shirt or maybe wearing a sweatshirt, and it will change the clothes. But like you say, you what you want to achieve is a different background. So that's what you can try. Go to Canva and then use a magic grab. And then you can do it in any background. Cool. Good advice. All right. I had one more question about the directory. And this is something I've noticed with a lot of the new directories, at least in sort of the no-code and product space. They're just a lot of different ways to do things. So when someone launches a new directory and you go there and you don't have a very specific need, but you're looking for something, some tool to solve your, your problems and to make your workflow a little easier, it can be quite overwhelming. There are just so many tools. Like even if we just look at no code automation, there are tens of those tools and it's hard it takes a lot of time to sort of figure out which one is best for you. Um, with AI tools, I, uh, I'm guessing that it's 
pretty similar. So if someone's kind of new to this and they come to your directory, um, do, do you have any advice for sort of getting started and not getting overwhelmed by how many tools are there? Okay, you're right. This is one thing. I can add something like according to, to, to my advice and I will say, okay, this is for beginner, this is for intermediate, this is for expert. It's a good point, John. Thank you so much. I, I, I Okay, my directory is something that is not some tools that I just grab randomly from the internet. There are a lot of uh, AI tools that you see, like the directory, they will tell that we have 10,000 or 30,000 AI tools. But too bad, a lot of AI tools no more working. Some of their website is even broken. They don't use it and because they just can't make money. They don't use it anymore. It's kind of irrelevant. So I, the, the tools that are on my, on my directory is I make sure that it's still working. And then I make sure that it's not in private beta so people can actually use it immediately. So right now I have around like 100 plus on my list. Actually I have more, but it's just that I make sure that I try. I try to play with it. At least I locked in to the website because there are some AI art uh, platform that, which is very funny. They just, when you go in, they just have a button ask you to log in to Google and then you can't see any images. There are some that's even very funny, like they ask you to write the prompt. Ask, after you write the prompt, they ask you to register and then they say that if you want to download, you need to pay so and so amount. I mean, like, come on, right now we have so many AI art. Uh, generate uh, generator so if you don't put all these terms at first when people see it it's kind of turned off you know like people won't ever use it so there are a lot of these kind of tools that is I, I don't understand why but I think as if really somebody want to create AI art generator the best is to showcase you know like all the beautiful images on the landing page and then let people play at least try at least I would say minimum five and once they try it, they know, hey, this is something that's easy to use. And, you know, like it's easy to acquire a user, paid user. That's the tools that are paid for. So like you say mm -hmm. that, how do for I, sure. uh, how do I, I think, I think for me, I will add one more attack to, to type out the, the tools that I will say that it's very easy for, for people to mm -hmm. use, like especially for beginner. Maybe I will create one section Hey, this is a tool for the beginner, so at least people would start to play with it without getting overwhelmed with everything. Like I recently, I joined the the, the hundred days of uh, AI. So in three days, you know, participants they make images, AI music, and AI video. So these are the tools that I choose, like really really easy to use, and not much of learning curve. So I think I will use your advice and find similar tools and tag them as a beginner-friendly tools. Thank you so much, John. You Very cool. have a good idea. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I wanted to also ask about the 100 days of AI. Uh, because it looks like a very interesting challenge. You're doing it right now. And you were also uh, sort of instructing or you made part of the yes. curriculum for that. Yes. So uh, tell us as much as you'd like about that. What are you um, hoping that people learn there? And what are you learning there? Okay. So actually, um, this, this AI, 100 Days of AI started by Max Haney. So I know him from 100 Days of No Code. Um, he, he, he invited me to be the instructors for for the learning path where they, 
they need to create AI art, AI video, and AI and AI music. So right now it's currently on day eighteen. So the, from we, I would say that from day one up to right now, uh, we learn how to create like uh, use Mega Prompt to create a persona for the for the Chat GPT, and also create um apps, a text to text to okay, it's a speech to text app using a no code mm-hmm. AI tools. And also, we make like no code chatbot, AI chatbot. So, I even uh, received some DMs from uh, uh, Twitter, and also from email. So, email is from the newsletter sign up because they also sign up my newsletter. So, I would say I I'm very happy because there are actually a lot of people they don't know about this AI tools. First, either they don't know. Second, is they don't know how to start. So actually, a lot of people they join and they just say that I don't know that I can create art just like that from words, and it's so easy. So these are the things that it really motivates me to share and to to continue to share what I know because it really make people like they really feel content and happy that they can actually create something like that. It's just like how I feel when I first, you know, started. To create AI art, and then somebody cannot paint like me, and be able to create AI art. And right now, with the AI music as well, so it it is a very therapeutic thing, and also kind of like I would say this is like kind of a hobby as well, because people can use mm-hmm. it as a hobby and as a as a channel to release, you know, like tension or pressure. You know, everything will be on the the thing that you you see, or maybe the thing that you have or you experience, and then. You can just create it, and then it will just become an art. So, yeah. One more question about Hundred Days of AI. It's、um, like a email course, right? And people can start at any time they want. It's not just to the beginning of January, right? I know.、Uh, it's actually they actually it, we do it together. It it will be like more fun. Have a lot of people. But if you want to do it by yourself, it's also fine. So first of January is one round, and then the second round is on. First of April, so it's every hundred days it will run. Oh, okay.、Time. And one thing about this this challenge is because like AI tools always changing, always have something new. So the 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 this challenge, the founder always make sure that we are updating the latest tools to share with the audience, with the participants. So I would say that this is one of the the best. Uh, and it is free, so basically, it's a good way for anybody who wants to learn about AI but don't know where to start. And this will be the perfect one. Okay, yeah,、uh, I'll put a, a note in my calendar to、uh, get ready to start it in April because it looks like a lot of fun, and it's probably easier to just take this hundred-day course than it is to. Ask you a million questions on this podcast about how to do things that I want to do with AI.、Um, okay, and the one thing that you mentioned there about、um, people not knowing how to do it, I was at、um, Christmas dinner and and my nephew was there and he's like thirteen or fourteen years old and I asked him if he was using ChatGPT or doing any generative AI for anything. And、uh, he looked at me like I was completely crazy. He had no idea what I was talking about, and I was like, 
what I, I don't feel so old, first of all, but you know, not all, not all the teenagers uh, know about all the latest stuff. So uh, yeah, there are a lot of people that, that don't know about it yet. Um, speaking of children, you mentioned in, I think your first uh, edition of your newsletter that you were making games for your, your kids uh, with ChatGPT. Uh, is there anything you want to share about that, or are there any other uh, use cases that you've found uh, with generative AI and being a parent? Okay, I, I actually I use the 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 I I'm, I create a game with the AI, no code tools. It's called Brushna. So it's actually uh, anybody also can create a, a, a game with that. It's no code and. I use scenario to basically at the moment you can just use anything. So, but the best game asset is scenario or Leonardo. So these are the tools that you can use to create a game asset. So for because I I actually joined the No Code Challenge, so that's why this is one of my project for for uh, during that time. So is to create a game because my son he loves car. So that's why I created a game for him. So he feel very happy because this kind of like personalized like the game and then with his name pop up there and also the cars that he liked, the color that he liked. So it is fun and, and it involved him into making it. And I would say that um, basically all my children, they know what, what, what AI is because I told them about that. And then like um, my, my, my daughter, she's currently 13. So she has been using ChatGPT and character AI to help her in her study. So I don't stop her because I told her what to do. And also one thing is, I am, and I have a eight years old and nine years old as well. So all of them know, and then, but they don't know really how to prompt because they are still children. What they do is they just ask, you know, like what is synonym? Sometimes it's because of the homework or maybe the mathematics, you know, like, I just let them, I can teach them, but I just teach, like, let them experience to play with it. But I, one thing I also teach them about, you know, AI hallucination, because I use my name Zhang online. So they know I use a Zhang, Zhang name. So I type and show them who is Zhang, you know, writing newsletter. So it, uh, some, sometimes the AI hallucinate in a very bad way. Like they say that Zhang is somebody is a, as an AI researcher in some kind of university and whatsoever. And then they looked at me, they said, mommy, you are not an AI researcher. <laughs> you are just mommy stay at home with us. So I explained to them, you see, this is called AI hallucination because they witness it in real life. Because if I explain to them, they don't understand what's hallucination. But I told, I show them, I type and then I show them. So they know this is mommy and this is not what the AI say mommy is because mommy is not in the US, it's not an AI researcher. So this is a good way. I just feel like wow, this is great that like, to let them know because like AI can hallucinate. So not to trust everything AI say. So I will say that it, 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 this is something that um a lot of children, especially right now, they're on social media and also they're scrolling on YouTube. So there's a lot of things like being being a lot of YouTube videos are actually AI generated as well. So I will say that it's good to let them know and let them know how actually AI is not really 100% true so they can make their own decision as well, yeah. All right, well, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, just a few more questions. Uh, what are, we've talked about a lot of use cases and you mentioned 
the dark side of AI use cases earlier, but what do you think there are some things that we shouldn't try to use AI to do? And that can be either generative or more generally. I would say that to go and create somebody like, I would say that to create porn is really, if, if I mean like, Everybody have their own preference. If they want to generate porn, anybody want to generate porn, just go ahead. But don't use somebody like a colleague or maybe your neighbor, you know, all this. I will say that this is kind of like against the ethic and also it's creepy as well. And children, because I think I saw a news in, uh, in I think a Korean man in Korea being arrested because he generated child porn, used children to generate child porn. So, this is like, oh my god, it's crazy. This uh, is kind of beyond what my acceptance level and also I would say this kind of thing is really not good. But but you know like right now we have AI like image to video. I, I lost my mom and dad when I was young. So I recently I just upload my mom's photo, you know, and it kind of it kind of come alive to become a video. So it's something that I really, really, you know, so happy to see it. So I would say that this one uh, is a good part in AI because it kind of like a, will bring, you know, and maybe people that you lost and maybe people that you miss a long time. And then it's not a, like a long video, it's just like six seconds, but it's, it's enough to see it comes right. to life. Yeah. So this other thing I will say that. It depends, you know, it's a technology, like you know, like all the world technology is technology. So when it comes to human, it's up to how we use it. I mean, like, come on, <laughs> there are people who are so stupid, they use it to make a child porn and end up in jail. And there are people using it, you know, like to create uh, like a fun video or funny video and all this. So I would say that again, like, you know, we all have our morale and ethics. So this is something that no matter how AI can be advanced, but we as a human, we can control ourselves. We set our our line where we want to go. Yeah, um, yeah. There are pluses and minuses, obviously. And I guess the sad thing is that that humans don't have a really good history of not using technology for bad things. Yeah. I, to put it simply, um, but. You know, hopefully we can do better this time. Uh, let's end on a positive note then. Uh, why are you hopeful about generative AI or what um, what features or capabilities are you hopeful to see in the future? And it can be like near future or, you know, dreaming 10 years into the future. Yeah, I will say that right, right now, I've seen how the Tesla robot is able to fold clothes. As a mother, I feel so happy. <laughs> I think I remember I tweeted that long ago, like, oh, people are saying that, yeah, I can do this, yeah, I can do that. Like people, you always, you know, like on the Twitter, you will see all this RIP designer, RIP code developer, but nobody yeah. said RIP laundry, <laughs> you know? So I'm yeah, yeah. so excited about it. Yeah, so I think that is a good thing. And also I saw somebody uh, develop uh, an open source uh, AI robot that can cook 
even crack egg and cook. So I would say that these are the good things that actually can make life better. And um, and also I saw the Samsung Bowie. So I actually show my children. So these are the things that I feel like in future, when they grow or grow up, instead of have a pet, they all will have one AI companion in their house helping them. I think things will be getting cheaper. It will kind of like become a smartphone for right now for all of us. It will become like that. I think it, the thing will become cheaper for everybody to be able to afford because AI is already in our life. So I would say that the future is definitely better and have safer, especially when you tell me that the robot actually can focus. So future is good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I still love to cook, though, so I'm going to keep I'm going to keep my spot in the kitchen. Me too. Uh, but... <laughs> All right, Zhang, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge with our audience. Um, is there anything else that we didn't get to today that you'd like folks to know about the AI that, that you do or the newsletters or the directory? Anything we missed? No, I think you cover everything, John. Thank you so much. Okay, definitely. Well, I will leave a, a link to your Lincoln bio page and also your Twitter on the show notes when we when we publish this episode and so everybody can follow um, what you do and what you create in terms of generative AI so thank you again and have a great day thank you so much John have a great day thank you bye bye bye